this evening we have a guest from Miami. He is new to the UK scene. He goes by the name of Taiwan Allen. Welcome to Let's Talk with Triple C on Flow Radio. How are you doing? Outstanding. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Your album, Inside, dropped in the UK on the 5th of October. Correct. You brought a sound to myself that was familiar because you had tracks on there that reminded me of Freddie Jackson, Teddy Prendergrass. Definitely. But it also crossed over into the 90s where you heard a bit of Raheem, <laughs> Johnny Gill. Definitely, definitely. Those, those are all my all influences, really. So we, we just rolled everything up into one. Yeah, so you kind of took the 80s, took the 90s and slammed <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'm telling my age a little, but uh, a lot of a lot of that '80s influence was stuff that I mean, I just really, really loved that that era from being sold. Me, everything was really authentic. Everything was really smooth, and it it resonated with me. So I was always the kid getting in trouble scratching my mom's records. And uh, so there was a lot of that that 70s in there too. She had a great, great influence there. And the 90s were really the start of my career as a musician, as an artist. So there's a lot of that influence there as well because that was the era where I really got started and I really started writing started doing some production for other people and and so that's really that was really my wheelhouse let's rewind because i know i've kind of done it back to front because i've been so excited about your album from the minute i've got it till today i haven't put it awesome. down awesome I can, I can actually sit down and listen to that album from the first track to the last track without moving anywhere. And that that was what we tried to accomplish. How long did it take? Oh, uh, you know what? All together. This, this particular album actually, it it morphed from one thing uh, about midway into 2019. I had an idea of actually just doing an EP of all covers of songs that I just loved growing up. And so uh, I had started working on that and as we got closer to the end of that, my production partner, he gave me a call and he was like, you know what? We need to do some original. We need to we need to bring this back to where you So what ended up happening is with the onset of the pandemic, we were all stuck in the house. And so actually the uh, the name of the album ended up being inside because one, it was a look inside some of the things that I, I was going through at the time. But it was also because we were stuck inside and the overriding theme. So the covers that are, that are on the album were actually recorded late in 2019. So you were telling me about the album, how you were inside and was it your production manager said that you needed to put some original content on the album. Correct, correct. As well as, as well as the covers. Now, I know one cover for sure, which is the Freddie Jackson. Right. Other uh, was, um, was a Eugene Wilde cover. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's who, who coincidentally is originally from Miami as well. 
So uh, I've loved that song since high school. It was one of my all-time favorites. And so that was actually the very first track that I punched up when I was going to go ahead and do the EP. And the other ones just started flowing after that. Let's um, let's go back a bit. Let's introduce the world to Taiwan as a child. So you live in Miami. Is that where you grew up? Correct. <laughs> You're born, in- <laughs> born and raised in Miami. Brilliant. So did you go through this church? Because I find a lot of U.S. Most definitely. Most definitely. Every single one of them have gone through the church. And so I'm taking that's where you can learn how to sing the techniques. Is that how you... Yeah, but between that and my mother's record collection again, definitely. Because, of course, some, some of my favorites were Teddy Pendergrass, Jeffrey Osborne. Uh, so even as a young child, those those were the sounds that my ear was drawn to. So um, and then as I got a little older, uh, Johnny Gill, who's a bit older than me, but, you know, I saw him as a contemporary. Oh, there's a here's, here's a young guy. He sounds like I love it. And so that was definitely what I shot for. And again, it was just it was always the soul music that really resonated, even as a, as a youngster, that really resonated with me. And of, of course, I grew up in the era of hip hop and I love it just as much, but I was always drawn to that soul sound. I was always drawn to that R&B sound. And then of course, you know, being raised in the church and singing in a church choir age of four. At, at four, I think I did maybe my first solo when I was about six or seven and from that point on, that that was it. Once my mother realized, you know, he really likes this. He, he, he has an aptitude for it. He has talent. She always supported. Fast forward. We won't say how many years later. Um, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to fast forward that quick because I saw a clip of you. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. A clip of you. Because I did go searching. <laughs> <laughs> out there about you, but I did manage to find I don't know if you were about 15 at the Apollo. Wish I was 15 at the Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> that was actually an amazing experience. The gentleman that I was speaking about, Chem Partner, and actually my best friend probably for was in the group at that point. Um, I can say it is everything that people see on TV times about a thousand because it's actually a smaller venue than people think and everyone's right there. So with that, um, with that particular every face almost all the way to the back row and while it can be a little scary, a little be a, little, be a bit intimidating, it also gives you great energy because the acoustics are great and the crowd is right there. So when, when they react, love you, you really feel it. The only part we didn't see is, did you get booed or did you get chewed? Oh, no, 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 never that, never that, I've been fortunate. Unfortunately, there were a couple of acts that were on the same shows that we were on that did, and it can be brutal. It can be a very intimidating experience because like I said, the venue is probably, the acoustics are great, and all of the seating is right on top of you. So you feel everything. You can 
pick out faces in the crowd, like I said, almost all the way to the back of the auditorium. That lends itself to really feeling the energy. That is one of my favorite experiences on stage. If you watch the clip, you can probably tell I was nervous as I don't know what until I said, I was like, all right, let's, let's go. And just from that point on, it was it was just pure adrenaline. And then once we started getting a little reaction from the, from the, uh, the audience, that was it. That was it. Did you ever go back or was that the only time? Um, we, we won... Uh, we won. We were on two shows. We won uh, one show, and we were the second. We received the the second most applause on on the next show. Um, and I wouldn't trade that experience for anything. You perform on that stage, uh, you know. I mean, it, it's something that I, I I wouldn't trade anything for. You were still, even though you weren't fifteen, you were still a young man, a young boy at that mm-hmm. age. How come we're just hearing about you now? I started my career professionally in 1992. Uh, I was was signed to Columbia Records in 92, and I was an unfortunate casualty of being shelved. Oh, no. uh, so based so based on some contractual things that it didn't keep me from writing and doing some things uh, with some other artists, but it it did put my solo career on hold for a while. During which time I started working with my high school friend, and we reformed the group that we had in high school. We actually released three records under uh, the name Total Control. They were all all independent moderate success but during during that time life happened first marriage kids you know and even though this is something i've always loved to do it was one of those those things where you know what hey kids gotta eat started another career in telecommunications and um that had been my focus while the kids were were younger um but now my youngest uh which are twins by the way are in college um, almost everyone's out of the house, and I finally had the time to focus, you know, on this again because the love never dies. You know, it, it's a part of who you are. So this just, you know, it was the perfect storm in terms of of timing. I was coming around to the idea that it was time for me to go ahead and put together a solo project. I've always had, you know, while maybe not a huge group of, you know, really, really loyal fans, but I've had folks who've supported me since those Columbia days. And anytime they run into me or anytime they'd see me on social media, hey, still, you still doing it, man? Hey, where, when, when are we gonna get a record? When is it? So, you know, there was the prodding of those people who've always supported me and the timing just, it was just the right time. And here's inside. <laughs> I'm not sure about the States, but I know in the UK, myself and other radio presenters, DJs are loving you at the moment. I've seen that, you you know, you're climbing the charts, you're get, you are getting quite a bit of airplay over here. How have you taken that? This has been an absolute blessing to me because when it's something I've always wanted to do, unfortunately in the States, things are always a little bit slower for independent artists. It's a lot harder to break a record and to get traction. And it's going, it's not as fast as I would like, but it, it, it's going, but I am so excited and so blessed and so thankful for the support that I've received in the UK because you all have really taken to this project in a way that I never imagined. 
especially from someone you really never heard of before. So uh, it's been a true, true blessing to me. And it actually motivates me to to go a little harder on on this side. And um, I mean, I want to thank you again because you started the ball rolling. And uh, when I received that, fir- that, that first message from you and you said you were going to go ahead and play it, I got all excited. I told everybody. So... You have a bunch of listeners here in the States now because I've probably been your biggest mouthpiece over here. And um, I, I, I just can't thank you enough and the other DJs in the UK because that's something that's greatly needed with those of us who are still doing this type of music. Uh, many of us aren't going to get the mainstream backing and the mainstream dollars that it takes to really push a record on that level. And the fact that you recognize that there's still an audience that loves this music, that we've loved all our lives, that people are still doing this music that we've loved all our lives is really, really, really big. And that's something that I'm hoping we'll start to see more of stateside. I wish I wish you would see more stateside because, you know, people have said that R&B is dead. And I had an interview with Omar Wilson a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He had a single secret. He did the uh, cover of The Secret Garden. Which, right, uh, right. And one of, the, one of the things he spoke about was R&B isn't dead. It, it definitely is not. And it's not dead. And I just love the way you, as I've said before, you, you've taken a bit of the 90s, you've taken, and even maybe even a bit of the 70s. So there is a song on there for everyone. Everybody can exactly. feel. You've also got familiar songs so that the people that don't know you will gravitate towards you because of the songs on there. And you've brought some of yourself on there as well. We've still got legs with this project, but of course I, I am thinking ahead. We've already started piling some, some material uh, for my next project and we're hoping to have it out late summer, early fall. So roughly a year from this one. There is a possibility that, that we you might get a single or two from me before then. There's a very strong possibility of that. There are a couple of songs that have just been burning to get out and I don't see the sense of making them wait that long. So something may be coming first quarter of next year as well. Brilliant. Because what I tend to find is we find a new artist like yourself. You bring out a great album, then you disappear. I'm hoping not to disappear no, please as long as I am here and able I'm, I'm gonna continue to give you guys content one of the great things that I have the luxury of now that we did not have in 1992 is 85% of this album was recorded in my living room so <laughs> so because I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily have to go out to work. I can work when the inspiration hits me and, you know, uh, there will be stuff coming. That That is a promise. That is a promise. And um, I'm big on keeping those things. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Please do. If you had to collaborate with somebody, who would it be? Ah, Wow. You know, I'm still really old school at heart. I would love 
tour with uh, with either Jeffrey Osborne or Peebo Bryson, just because they they were such big influences of mine in terms of say newer artists, even someone like Trey Songz. I think he is so creative, even though our styles are different. I just think he's really really creative, but. Really, you know, if it, if that was one of those, just you know, you have your dream collaboration. It would probably be probably Jeffrey Prepo because it puts me back in that place where I really fell in love with the music. And what do you do now? The kids are gone, and you've got free time, and you want to spend it doing making music. But what else? What else do you like to do? Do you like to cook? I love I, I, I love cooking. Oh, is it? Okay. I, I, Hence, I'm a lot wider than I was on the Apollo. Um. <laughs> we're, we're working on that. We're, we're, we're working on that. Uh, cooking is one of my loves, definitely. As you can tell, I, I, I love to eat as well. So, you know, travel. Unfortunately, based on everything that's going on right now, I really haven't been able to travel this year. I try to take two to three big trips every year. Uh, one I always tried to make an international trip. The next time I'm able to travel internationally, uh, I have a strong suspicion that it may be to the UK. <laughs> uh, and um, so I, the, honestly, those are those. I think those are my, my my big ones. I love traveling when we whenever there's the opportunity. Um, I love cooking. I love my music. I love superhero music. Uh, movies rather. And that's that's pretty much it going forward start working with some uh some younger artists uh helping with some development doing some uh some songwriting production and uh hopefully between those things that'll, that'll fill up my time i think that working with younger artists we need people like yourself working with the younger artists because i'm finding that so much of the younger artists aren't following in our footsteps yes as far as so at some point either it's going to go a full circle and it's going to come back into fashion or eventually it will die out and that will be such I don't want it to die out I love the music so much so we need to guide our youth that's very important I've, I've actually been encouraged by some of the music that I'm hearing from some of the younger independent artists that are paying homage to, you know, traditional R&B and soul while still keeping it fresh, keeping it young. And so there's definitely a lane for, you know, for a younger artist to come into this industry and, you know, still be a soul artist, be, be true to who you are, but still have the opportunity for some commercial uh, success. Um, but that's something that I, I definitely feel. I think there was a period of time where we did kind of get away from the R&B. Everything became about what was going to be commercially successful. And again, I think this is a perfect time because you know, someone who has a true desire to do this type of music may not have to spend the same amount of money they would have to spend to get a project finished. Uh, the fact that things are so much more accessible and that there are more avenues for distribution, I think it's a, a perfect time for R&B and soul music to make a comeback. 
The talent hasn't gone anywhere. It's, I think, just all been doing different types of music. But that's one thing that I think will never go out of style. True soul music, if it comes, if it comes from the soul truly, there'll always be an ear. So there'll always be an opportunity. I think we just have to make it cool again. I think one of the things, apart from your voice that I love on the album, is that there's no swearing, which I find a lot of the artists nowadays, I have to edit their songs before I can play it. Right. I don't really know where that's come from because I know back in the 90s and even the 80s, yes, we used to express ourselves, but we used to do it in a kind of undercover kind of way. Yes, that was the difference. Everything now is so upfront and so in your face. And I mean, uh, you know, I I understand that's, that's a culture thing and I'm not completely against it, but I just, when it's not gratuitous, when it's in the flow of whatever, you know, of whatever the vibe is, whatever the, the, the context of the lyric is, I have no problem with it. But sometimes it becomes gratuitous and, you know, you end up having to, again, like you were saying, you have to edit everything before you can play it. I come from a time, my formative years in the industry and in music and being a music consumer, that was just not something that really existed. So in that way, I'm still old school. Uh, can't lie, a lot of the things I did, there was some swearing in there, but uh, everything has its place. And I think that, you know, for the, the vibe and the mood that I wanted to set with this, it just didn't have a place. Well, thank you that you didn't have a place. <laughs> an album, I can just, it's really nice to sit down and have an album where I didn't have to touch one song. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just play, and I have done, and I've just played it. Before we wrap things up, where can people find you on social media? Do you have a website that they can find your music, Spotify? You let the listeners know where they can go and check out your album. On Instagram, I can be found at my two pages, either at Mr. Major, that's M-I-S-T-A Major, or at Sing Thai, that's Sing T-Y, 20 uh on uh let's see on facebook i can be found at taiwan allen uh you can reach out to me on any of those platforms also my music is available on all digital platforms so that will be itunes apple music amazon youtube we're on spotify we're on title if you have it i'm on there <laughs> so please 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 Listen to your heart's content. And if you love it, buy it. (laughs) We love to see those sales numbers because that keeps us doing what we're doing. But I'm just so, so, so thankful and so appreciative to you and your audience and your colleagues for embracing this project. And this is really a dream come true for me because even though I've been in and around the business for a while, this was my first solo record. Um, And this was really my baby. And the fact that it has been adopted and appreciated the way that it has absolutely means the world to me. And I promise that there will be more. Thank you so much. 
you know it's been an absolute very, very welcome. pleasure talking to you hopefully we can come back next year when you release maybe another single or an album and see catch up and see how you've been getting on but in the meantime awesome. look after yourself take care and we'll do. speak real soon definitely thank you so much <laughs> <laughs>